0: Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Nursing Your Spiritual Health with Maxine. God bless you all. I hope you've had a lovely week last week and you're getting to enjoy the beginning of this week. And I pray that you have a week of goodness, greatness. You get to receive the love of God as usual and get to witness and testify of the goodness and greatness He is in your life. This is so great. The sun is outside summer is officially here in London. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is amazing to just step out and enjoy the sun. It is amazing to step out and enjoy some vitamins don't know no. there are many people who live in the tropics who get to experience the sun 12 hours a day we who live in this areas get to have seasons of sun so when it shows up we are definitely in praise and happiness to enjoy this wonderful source of energy that comes from god hallelujah Now. Uh, Thank you all for subscribing, liking and share. We are definitely keen to spread the word of God. We're keen to reveal Jesus and have him glorified in every aspect in our lives. Thank you once again for the feedback. We are definitely grateful. And we are also hopeful that we continue to manifest the glory of God in this podcast. Hallelujah. This is the month of June. It's the month of prayer. It's the month of praise. It's the month of prophecy. And So I will urge you all to continue praying, to continue prophesying into your life and to continue praising God. aspects of life that are so important in our spiritual life and walk with God that not only just build our spirit man but translate into every single aspect of our lives hallelujah we always ought to pray Luke chapter 18 verse 1 God encourages us to pray and he says faint not stop do not stop do not cease always pray prayer is a communication between God and man prayer is an opportunity for us Not only to speak to our lord our god our father in heaven to speak to jesus christ to have our conversation and fellowship with the holy spirit but it is an opportunity to also hear from the trinity it is important for us for me to hear from god to hear his word to hear his intentions his will his agenda there are things that god has for you you have a job in life a job that you work, a job that you get paid for. But there's always the work, the assignment that God has for you that is related to the kingdom of God. And he says, you must seek the kingdom of God and its righteousness and everything else that you need in life shall be added upon your own personal life. He says, what benefits a man that he prospers in every aspect of his life, but his soul does not prosper. God wants you to prosper in everything that you do. And so praying builds your spirit man praying builds your capacity and that capacity you build allows for the presence of God to manifest in your life and he can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond what you think and you can imagine hallelujah it is important for us to praise it is important for us to praise the Lord for us to hold our Lord of God in reverence for he's a mighty God he's a glorious God he's the creator of the universe he's the mock of the mock of the universe he's the ancient of days he's the beginning and the end the alpha omega the rock of ages ages and he is mighty and he's done great things in your life count the blessings, count the moments God has come through for you, the fact that you're living, that you're breathing, that you're free from disease, that he has protected you, he's given you peace, you have hands to work, you have family and people who loved you is the presence of God in your life, take time to praise him, take time to worship him, take time to respect him and give your homage to our Lord and King. Praise comes with wonderful results. Praise moves God to do things upon your life walls of Jericho are broken, chains are broken, the earth is shaken, whatever has imprisoned you is destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, and you also must prophesy, God has told us that we are a royal chosen priesthood, we must wear the regalia of royalty to make decrees and declarations upon our lives, the words of kings stand, we have to make sure we wear our robe of priesthood, because when Jesus died, the robe of the temple tore into two and that means that we had direct and we have direct access to Jesus we have direct access to God and so we don't need to always think that it has to be through a higher priest the higher priest is Jesus Christ yes we have the five-fold ministry that are here to teach us the word of God to give us the word that we sometimes may not get and they get greater revelations from God to us and and it's important for us to know their place in our lives, but we always have to remember that you are also a priesthood. And so, there are certain things that your man of God may not know about you because he's leading a flock. But remember, Jesus is the shepherd that knows you. He leaves the ninety-nine and comes just for you. And so, there are things about you that you need in your life. The things about you that need sorting out in your life. That Jesus is saying, as a priesthood, open your heart, your mind, and spirit to usher in these things. That he has declared upon your life only you can do it only you can do it. Hallelujah. Take this time to command your day, command your morning, your afternoon, and your evening. Remember in Job chapter 38 from verses 12 to 15, it reminds us the power in commanding your day, that the earth listens to you, that the dawn listens to you, that whatever the enemy has planned upon your life is shaken down. Whatever person and system that is raising a hand to bring violence upon your life is destroyed and you get to wear this. brilliant Robe That is the blessing that comes from God because you spoke life into your life. You spoke Jesus into your life. You spoke the word into your life. And remember, don't just do this for yourself. Do this for your family, do this for your friends, do this for your loved ones, do this for people you interact with on a regular basis. Remember the captivity of Job turned when he prayed for his friends and God restored him even twice from what he previously had and Job was a rich man. So no, God can do great things for you. The power of praise, the power of prayer, the power of prophecy all comes and is rooted in your belief and your faith in Jesus Christ. Who opens that doorway for you and makes you dwell in the secret place. Which brings me to the topic of conversation that we have today. Hallelujah. And before we start talking about the secret place of God, we have to just do the normal protocol. Praise the Lord. Father God, we come before you this wonderful day to glorify and you are an awesome God. You are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. We thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that brought salvation upon our souls. And we have the Zoe life. We have eternal life and we embrace it. And we th- are thankful and glorious that you have given us an opportunity to be one with you. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for his presence in our lives for he's not only our advocate to stand for us in times when we are unable to speak. He also speaks on our behalf. We are thankful that the Holy Spirit is able to search of the deep things of you and bring them forth upon our lives and reveal them to us. We thank you for the gift of revelation he's brought upon our lives as we read the word of God. We thank you for his teaching and his counseling. We thank you for his guidance and his direction. We thank you that he's able to dwell in us and in his presence we're able to hear from you. Lord God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for the freedom and the, cap- the freedom from captivity that you've brought upon our lives. We thank you for the liberty that you've brought, and we have this peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you, O oh Lord. We thank you for the word. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for our family, our friends, and we ask you that whatever word you have for us today, whatever message you have for us from this reflection this week, that our Our eyes are open to see and our ears are open to hear for the great things you have in store ahead of us. In Jesus' mighty name, we decree and declare, we speak forth with the grace that he has bestowed upon us. Hallelujah. Amen. The dwelling in the sacred place. Smith Wigglesworth, hmm, a general of God um talked about this secret place and he mentions the secret place as a place where we access God at all times and it's not physical, but it's a spiritual place that brings in the physical. It's a spiritual place that ashes in results that are sin in the physical. And he mentions that dwelling in the secret place, allows us to become overcomers because God gives us the crown of life. And in this crown of life, it's not easy to, to, to receive it because we wade through waters and we wade through um, fires. But we have to always strive to be an overcomer. There's a special name that's given and assigned to us because we've overcome. And we have to remember that this sacred place is a place where the presence of God is always And God is telling us that it's accessible and it's accessible through one person and that is Jesus Christ. He's the doorway to the secret place. And when you're in this secret place, you get to have God reveal himself to you. And in the revelation of God in your life, there are things that just get answered. Um, You know, it's not just about problems and adversities you face, but it also is about... Revelations. It's also about learning. It's about knowing who God is and knowing the different faceted um, faces of God, the names of God, the role of God, the, the assigned responsibilities, and the power that He holds. El Shaddai, the multifaceted breasted one. It means the dynamics of God that you get to experience while you're in the secret place. You know, um, we are men of God. We are men of God, we are children of the Most High God, we are the sons of God and when we dwell in the secret place, we not only remain men of God but we become God's men. It reaches a point where we are in the secret place to depend on God, to depend on his presence in our lives but at the same time when we step out forth into this world, he depends on us to show us his victory. He depends on us to show us his might. He depends on us to show us his power. He depends on us to show us his grace. God blesses man through man. We have shared dominion with God on earth. And so we have to always remember that being in the secret place allows us to depend on God and he fills us up, he nourishes us up and he gives us food that builds our spirit man, he builds our souls, he, he transforms us, he transfigures us into these mighty beings that go forth living in faith and being victorious. So in order for you to walk through this secret place through Jesus Christ, you have to believe. And when you believe in Jesus Christ, you're not believing just that he is the son of God. You're believing that he's the son of God that was sent to your life to save you from sin, to save you from the death, um, the, 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 the hands of death, to save you from the grave, to save you from Satan and the grips of hell. And you have eternal life. And in having this eternal life, he's, he's not only stopped there, he's clothed you with righteousness, righteousness that you can stand and be in alignment with God. And in this setting, he gives you teachings and principles and ways that we need to live in order to sustain and maintain this righteousness. Remember that in Romans chapter 8, God tells us that we no longer live under the law we no longer live under the law because those who live under the law need to be judged based on their sin. But because we are of Christ, because Jesus has saved us, we now live under the law of the Spirit. The law of the Spirit is one law, and that's a law of freedom. And this is where the Holy Spirit gets to set our mind. He purges us; us, he purges our iniquities out. He purges our iniquities, our weaknesses, and keeps on working on us to making sure that we get to that level that we are manifesting God. We are in his presence. We are glorifying and revealing Jesus. And this is a continuous process. So it's very important for us to keep on dwelling in the secret place. So you always have to remember that your secret place is your fallback area. It is your your cushion. It is your bed it is where you lie, it is where you rest, it is where you reflect, it is where you ponder, it is where you receive, it is where you depend on God, it is where you pray, it is where you prophesy, it is where you praise, it is where you receive from Jesus Christ. And in the secret place, you receive words that make you. You go there speaking words, but you receive words that make you. You become God's man. God relies on you to manifest his will on earth. God relies on you to manifest the kingdom agenda here on earth. God makes you an overcomer. He makes you a man that he can use as a living example to those who do not know of God. To know that there is a God. There is an I am that I am. In the secret place, you get to have your altar with God god and in that altar you hold on to god you hold on to his word it takes faith to do this it takes faith to looking onto jesus to hold on to him for every single aspect in your life and god doesn't leave you hanging because at the secret place god takes hold of you i'd like us to recall psalms 91 verse 1 he says the abiding that happens under the shadow of the almighty allows for the constant presence of god and so in order for us to be in this place we have to have fear of the lord we have to have awe and reverence and respect of the lord it brings us peace it brings us power And this has been made possible through Jesus Christ, and we can only give him the praise and the glory for that. In order for you to dwell in the secret place, you have to be isolated from the ways of the world. You have to be consecrated. That means you have to have a life where you die to self. And this is not easy. And the Holy Spirit has been availed to us to make this possible that there are iniquities that exist within us that must be purged out, removed, and cleansed from us so that we can continue dwelling in this secret place and so you must rely on God because we're not perfect we're not able to do this on our own we have to trust that the Holy Spirit shall do this for us and we can receive from God hold on to the promises that God has made upon our lives and we become a mighty force to deal with we become the vessels of God that are fit for his master's use. Remember that there are so many vessels in the house of God. There are vessels of clay, there are vessels of earth, there are vessels that are made of different materials, metallic materials of different kinds. But there are specific vessels that God needs to bring out right now in these end times that he wants to use and you have to avail yourself. And in order to avail yourself, you get purged by the Holy Spirit that allows this process of transformation and transfiguration that brings you to have God hold on to you and place himself in you and you're able to go forth and speak God you're able to go forth and speak the word this is in second timothy from chapter 2 verse 21 and this allows you to understand the concept of living in christ living in jesus and so no matter what adversity and problem you face the fact that you're dying to self it makes you understand that you're gaining you're gaining so much in christ to live is christ to die is gained philippians chapter 1 verse 21 there are no limitations when we dwell in the sacred place of the most high God. God protects you. God covers you. So you have no negativity. And even if you face adversity, God rescues you and he honors you in that presence. And he allows you to stand forth and see yourself the punishment of the wicked. How powerful is that? Daniel is a man who dwelt in the sacred place. Daniel is a man who always relied on God in every aspect of his life. Daniel was a captured Jew who was placed as a scholar in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar. and He made sure that he did not rely on the king's meat for nourishment, but he relied on God. He ate fruits and vegetables and water and was sustained. And the people in the palace noticed that he was just, in fact, he was more healthier than them who feasted on the king's meat. And this is because Daniel kept a life of sanctification and consecration. That no matter the environment that he faced, no matter matter the environment that he was in, he always looked to God. He would always dwell in the secret place. We can see Daniel's manifestation of God, throughout his life, Daniel was a scholar. He was a person who was placed in the world of unbelievers. Isn't that something that is similar that you're facing right now? That you're in a world that there's so many unbelievers, there's so many systems and principalities of darkness that are thriving in a lot of negativity that the society is showing, that we're seeing the hands of the enemy just prevailing. But God is saying that in that environment, you're there just like Daniel, consecrated, sanctified, dwelling in the secret place. And in that moment, you're able to thrive. We see that Daniel survived the days of Nebuchadnezzar, Cyrus, Belshazzar, and Darius, four kings. He stood in that territory as as a scholar, as a counselor in the palace. We see Daniel interpreting dreams for the king. We see Daniel interpreting languages of angels for the king. We see Daniel having um, um, overcome circumstances of adversity when the the Midianites threw him in jail because he was praying three times a day facing Jerusalem, always dwelling in the secret place. And we can see the lions were silenced by the angel of God. Um, when he was thrown into the den of lions. We see the hand of God upon Daniel's life. We see the presence of God upon Daniel's life. And this is encouraging because God is telling us at this moment that when you dwell with him in this secret place, he's always with you. You will always know that his presence carries you forth, no matter the environment that you're facing. You might be in your workplace where people don't believe in God. You might be in a place where people do not understand who God is and they may talk ill of him they may not even believe in your way of life and they might want to pressure you or you might feel that you you're 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 being isolated because you don't do things that conform to the ways of this world remember that Jesus said yes you will face adversity but he's already overcome the world and he lives in you and you live in him So always remember that when you dwell in the secret place, you have an opportunity to um, focus on God, to focus on his love, to focus on his teachings, to focus on his precepts. The way that Daniel prayed moved God to the point that the archangels had to work. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you know about the mystery of angels and how they work, the archangels appeared to Daniel. Archangel Gabriel appeared to, Dab- uh, to Daniel quite a few times to interpret dreams, to give him visions and interpretations to things that he was seeing. Michael, the archangel, had to fight the enemy to make sure that the message was delivered so it shows that when you dwell in this secret place there are things that need to be revealed to you that you might not even want to know or you may not know of or you may not even know that exist but God needs you to know them so that certain things can get done in this world so always remember to dwell in the secret place always remember to pray always remember to to, to seek God, to hear from God And, and this happens by just opening the word opening the word and and just read what the word has for you today. Open the the scriptures and listen for the Holy Spirit to help you interpret it the way you ought to to receive that word, to to understand it. Speaking in tongues builds you up, builds your spirit, man. It allows you to, to manifest the Holy Spirit in your life and the Holy Spirit speaks forth for you. And speaks forth for you to God and brings you things that you need to know about your life and those of your loved ones. You know, it allows God to reveal things to you. You need to see yourself as a vessel, you need to see yourself as a person that is God's man, that God can rely on you. You know, we rely on God. We ought to rely on God. It is expected expected of us to rely on God, but we rarely face the reality that God also needs us to do His work. You know, relationships are two way, and we always seem to think that the relationship with God is one way. We just get from Him, and giving to Him is only through prayer. But we have to give ourselves. We have to give our time. And I will end this with the scripture that comes from Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. Because uh, this scripture is interestingly always used about tithing and offerings that are money related. But Miles Monroe opened this up in a very terrific way to to make us understand that it's not really about money. And this is what I want us to reflect upon as we think about dwelling in the secret place. You know, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, God talks about how we've robbed him. And he says that we have cheated him. I'll be reading it from the New Living Translation. In verse 8, it says, Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. He says, but you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? He says, you have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it put me to the test your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe says the Lord of heaven's armies then all nations will call you blessed for your land will be such a delight says the Lord of the heaven's armies now as you think about this scripture as you reflect on it and dwelling in your secret place. Remember 1st Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 down to 17 and chapter 6 verse 15 down to 20. We are the temple of God. It's not that four world structure. It's not the four world structure that holds the fivefold ministry of the Holy Spirit. We are the body of Christ, you and I. We are the different body parts that make up the full body of Jesus Christ. And so when God speaks and says that we are robbing him and we are cheating him, it is very true because we need to start asking ourselves if we bring tithes into ourselves, tithes into us, storehouses, so that there's enough food in us. There's enough food in us as temples of the Lord. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be your time. It can be your focus. It can be your agenda. How much time do we give to God? There are 24 hours in a day. And so if we're speaking about tithes, it means that two hours and 14 minutes of the day should be spent to God, should be given to God, should be sacrificed to God. But do we give two hours and 40 days? There are a whole lot of excuses we come up with. We are at work. Life is tough. There's so many things that need to be done. Time wasted is time lost. We can't gain it back. But God is saying in those 24 hours in your day, two hours and 40 minutes are rightfully and lawfully His. You will watch a series that will go on and on and on. You will watch a football match that will go on for three hours. You will spend time with friends that might probably take you four hours. You might even go for a concert that might actually take six hours. The things of this world are very easy to spend time on social media, Instagram. I bet if you look on your phone right now, there's usually an app that shows your time consumption in different apps on your phone. If you look at your Facebook, social media apps, you will see the amount of time you spend. And I bet you it is more than two hours and 40 minutes each day. And so God is telling us that we need to give our time to Him. We need to give ourselves to Him. If you're thinking about money cannot go to that store, house that is in church how much money are you spending on yourself to build your knowledge of God how much money are you spending on yourself to ensure that you go for conferences and retreats so that you can receive the Word of God and you can hear from God it's not just about giving money to the church it's about investing in yourself in things and resources that build your spirit man how much of your life is dedicated in doing the work of God how much of of yourself are you giving to society to glorify God, to manifest his, his will and his kingdom agenda. It's not just about you being a wife or a mother or a child or a son or a daughter or working in the different industries of the world, such as media, health, education, politics, law, arts and entertainment. God is saying that in those respective areas, there's work that is assigned to him. And your tithes and your offerings should be placed upon your lives in order for him to give you the food that you require for your sustenance. Because for you to be a son of God, you need the sustenance that comes from Jesus Christ. And that sustenance is come with time. It's not something that you just earn because you've got salvation. You have to put in the work. And so as we end this reflection today, take your time, give your time to God. Think about your secret place. Think about the things that need to be sorted out, how you need to hold on to God and then he takes a hold of you, how you go in as a man of God and you come out as God's man and how God makes you with the words he has upon your life as you go in speaking his word. Remember to pray, remember to praise, and remember to prophesy. God bless you. Have a good day and a good week ahead.